often our listeners appreciate that you and I speak for 45 minutes. I think our record is we spoke for three hours before recording a podcast really? in the summer. I, I think so. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yes. Wow. <laughs> there, there I was, was about to just open up a whole other can of worms. <laughs> all I'm, all I'm going to say is when you just said that, the summer, and I thought, oh, yeah, the summer. I, I was reminded of a conversation we were just having in the newsroom just now. And I was like, oh, golf is on. And they literally still call that shit the Masters. Cool. That's all. <laughs> that's all. <laughs> the golf reporter on this call just <laughs> nervously nope, adjusted all. his collar. As I said, that's all. Ooh. No need to dive any further into that. <laughs> um. But I am excited to say that after today's 45 minutes of conversations, Sheldon and I, I'm John Chidley Hill, by the way. <laughs> and I'm not John Chidley Hill, so I guess that makes me Sheldon Alexander. By process of elimination, this is You Killed It, the podcast that the challenge. And all this is to say, this rambly introduction <laughs> is that over 45 minutes after solving all the world's problems, we also have something forming a game plan for how yeah. we are going to handle the All-Stars season on Paramount+. Plus, We have done some research with some help from some loyal listeners. I want to give a shout-out to Rochella Valdez and uh, Rob Tenniswood, who have helped us immensely, uh, and some other people. And how can I put this? We have found ways of watching Paramount Plus with the challenge in Canada. Yeah. That's probably the best way of putting it. We've found means. And but at the same time, Sheldon and I, not to not to brag, not to humble brag here, but we're busy guys. We got a lot on our plates. So what we're gonna do is once this season, once double agents is done, we're going to then start doing the all-star season so we'll still do weekly podcasts mm -hmm. it's just it's going to go beyond double agents so it, it sounds like they'll be after double agents is done after the reunion's done there'll be nine to ten more episodes of you killed it as we uh look at the og all-star season that seems to be the game plan because it's it would be uh, logistically difficult for us to record more than this one hour a week. Um, yeah. As much as we love doing it, it's just the reality of the situation. And also, I think this is a plus for the uh, listeners as well, because that just means we get more full episodes of the podcast, right? Because instead of what instead of trying to cram two episodes into the one hour episodes that we're doing right now, we can let these breathe a little more. And instead of the podcast ending sooner, you're getting a couple extra episodes as well. So everybody wins. Yeah. Or at least that's how I'm going to spin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on that note, uh, you mentioned a couple people writing in and helping us out with all that. I want to shout out a couple other people and I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to say who because they'll know who they are when they listen back to this. But I do want to say thank you because a lot of people reached out about our conversation that we had to start last week's podcast. And I stumbled around a lot. I was rambling a lot. We were kind of fired up. It was almost as if like the conversation we just had without rolling <laughs> was the start of the podcast last week. And I'd just like to thank John for allowing me the space to do that, but also to our listeners. And a few of them really reached out some really nice messages, just reaffirming why, you know, why I'm so proud of what we've built here. You know, why I'm, I'm able to come here and, and talk about some serious things sometimes. I let you guys into our world and why, you know, the way that we do this pod, meaning we do it for the people who listen way more so than trying to do it to bring in more people who might or might not be on our wave, if that makes sense. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah, do. of course you want people to listen to the pod. Cool. But at this point, I'm not doing it to try to like get a million people listening like that's not like we're talking about the challenge right <laughs> so like i'm happy with the crew that we have listening and i appreciate that and we got a bunch of nice messages so i just want to say thank you to them and also thank you to my co-host mr john chidley hill for giving me the airspace sometimes when it's needed to just 
let some shit out. The pleasure is all mine. I think I've alluded to this in the past. I think, I think that between you and I, I'm the more hot-headed of the two of us, I think, in real life. Okay. Okay. But my my public persona, like on Twitter, on Instagram, certainly mm-hmm. on the podcast, is a lot more uh, laid back. I crack wise a lot more. Like, mm-hmm. I have a fiery temper. I am of Scottish descent. A... We're contentious people. But there's also, you know, a really good reason for that, right? Like you have uh, political connects, I'll say, that, you know, you've got to keep in, in line here. And I'm, I wouldn't let you cross certain lines or, or you know, get to certain points in a conversation because of, you know, the bylines, I'll say. <laughs> Fair right? enough. Thank you. But all that is to say, I find it really refreshing when we get to have real talk on this podcast Mm-hmm. And yes, there's like a line that we both tow, but like, I love real talk. Like that's, that's mm-hmm. when I feel most comfortable when I can like be, I feel like I'm saying the word real a lot, but be genuine, be authentic. Yeah. And that was a, yeah. a real genuine, authentic conversation between two friends last week. Uh, you know, maybe one day, Sheldon, when we're rich and powerful, the like 45 minutes of conversation we had before we pressed record, that sort of conversation will air. But uh, we need to be a little higher up the mountain before we uh, start putting that <laughs> sort of thing out there. You know what I'm saying? Got bills to pay still. Got yeah. bills to pay. I, st- I still have bosses. Yes. <laughs> I remember I remember. I once said to you, in the summer, for context, mm-hmm. I said this to you, that to me, my, my definition of success is when I'll be able to say what I want in a public forum. <laughs> and I'm not uh-huh. there yet. <laughs> you might okay. remember I said that to you off air. I do. I do, I do, I do, I do. But that's uh, that's the goal. All this is exactly. to say, thank you everyone for all the feedback, both on Paramount Plus and resolving uh, their uh, Canada issues, and also <laughs> for just rocking with us, as Sheldon would say, in our real-life conversation last week. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. On the point of real talk... We've got Kyle and Navi <laughs> talking about how like they're an old divorce couple. They're still together, but they're miserable. Yeah. Uh, Kyle and Nani. I mean, this, it's an interesting pairing. And it was funny to just see how this whole episode played out because not a lot really happened, right? Like there's a lot of fat in this episode, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Kyle, just as a character... I think that was kind of the focal point of this. Well, no, because Leroy as well. But I feel like the Kyle and Nani thing, it's been a funny storyline throughout the season. And I've always kind of wondered, what do they really think of each other? Because I think like they get along and I think that they're cool with each other. But as we come to find out, when it really comes down to the come down, I don't know how much they really rock with each other. I think they like occupy the same part of the ecosystem you know what i mean mm-hmm. like in any friend group there's like the really funny person and you can only have so much you can't have too many of those people and you can have only so many of the party first competition second challenge cast members and yeah. i think nani and kyle sort of fall they're not exactly the same for sure but they're they're close enough in in that role in the challenge house that I think they like each other, but they're sort of in competition sometimes. They know on some level that they're not a good partnership because they don't complement each other well in terms of like doing well in competitions. Yeah. Like if you look at like Kyle earlier when he was partnered with Cam, in many respects that was a good partnership because they their skill sets complemented each other well. No, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. And on that same note, Fassi, his skill set doesn't partner well with anyone. <laughs> right? And I find that funny because Fessy played football and football is, you know, in one way, or maybe, you know, as I think this out, maybe Fessy is a perfect example for, of this. Football is like the ultimate team sport, but it's made up with individual battles. Right? So it's like everyone, if you are able to win your individual battle, whether you are, 
you know, the receiver versus the DB or the O-lineman versus the D-lineman. Like, there's just so many individual battles, but overall, whoever wins the majority of those individual battles wins the game. So it's a team sport, but, you know, I say all that to say Bessie is always so focused on his own individual battle that he's not really thinking about his team, right? Like, he, he, he sometimes is trying to make it seem as if he cares about his team, but it's not that. We know Fessy's out here worried about Fessy and what's going to be good for Fessy. I'm sure you've seen most of the ESPN 30 for 30s, right? Mm-hmm. You've seen Winning Time, Reggie Nick, Reggie Nick, Reggie Miller versus the New York Knicks. Yep. Arguably my favorite one. It was very good. Very and, good. And there's a great line in it from Ahmad Rashad, who makes the really good point mm-hmm. that everyone you see in the NBA or everyone you see in the NFL, up until they reach the NBA and the NFL, they have been the best player on their team every step of the way. That 12th player on an NBA, on a last place NBA team, he was the best player in grade five. He was the best player on his AAU team. He was the Mm -hmm. best player on his high school team. He was the best player on his college team. He might've been the best player on his G League team. (laughs) And I think that when you've had a life like that, I don't want to make it sound like they're spoiled, but that would mess with your perception. And I think for Fessy, that's certainly the case. There was a point in his life where he was one of the top 30 tight ends in his age bracket in the world and one of the top 100 tight ends in the world, for sure. He's not one of the top challenge players, period. Like, he's, yeah. he's very good, but he's not the best. He's not top tier in either gender. And but I think I think that's tough. I think that's tough for him mentally to swallow. No, I agree with that. I think he looks at the challenge as if it is though football, right? Yeah. So he looks at it and says, this is what I do for football. What about everyone else? Because they're not in it at a certain level or they're not in it at the same level that he is. So he's looking at it and thinking, I dominate football because I'm a physical beast and this is what the challenge is, right? but it's really not. And that's kind of where his struggles come in, which we see very early on in this challenge, right? Because so much of this challenge was a strategy. And how much did he mess up the strategy? He messed up the strategy bad. Uh, so, shall we no, describe it? Should we get yeah. to the daily challenge? So it's yeah. mission, escape the volcano. Mm-hmm. And it begins with everyone asleep. It's like five o'clock in the morning. TJ arrives at the house. And he wakes them all up. He gathers them in the kitchen. They're all looking exceptionally sleepy. And he explains that one person from every team has to come with him. CT cannot compete because he's a rogue agent. And that uh, they have to leave in the next five minutes. And Fassi, significantly, immediately turns to Amber and says, I'll go. I'm going. How is this a screw up, Sheldon? How is this a mistake? Because you have to know that the people that are going, like you had to know that this this challenge was going to be the other people are coming to get you. And he wasn't the only one that made that mis- quote unquote mistake because I don't even think it was. I don't think that for everyone else it's a mistake, but I think for the dynamic of their partnership, right? You got to know that the person that's staying is going to have to go get that person. Now, if you're talking about Corey and Cam, definitely the right decision, having Cam be the one to go do the work to go find Corey. But for Fessy and Amber, and and I'm not even saying that Fessy would have done better than Amber because I'm not convinced of that being the case, but in Fessy's mind, right? If he thinks that he's the guy, right, that's gonna do all the work, he should have been the one to stay. Because there's no way that they're gonna be like, all right, we're gonna send half the partners out and then everyone else just gets to chill at the house all day. He, right? Like that's not going to be the challenge. This again exposes something that I think has become apparent. And that is, I don't think Fessy's a fan of the challenge. I don't think Fessy watches the challenge. No, Fessy watches Fessy. 
I, I think we know that, no? I think so, because he... This is the second or third time where we've been given an example of a a trope of the challenge, a regular challenge occurrence mm-hmm. that he just isn't familiar with. Like him challenging CT and be like, oh, like you haven't won since like 2005. Something that's simply not true mm-hmm. and that people in the house with him, people who are his friends know CT's resume and have experienced like Corey as an easy example firsthand what it's like to go up against CT. And I'm not saying that CT can beat Fessy. I'm just saying it's not a lock that Fessy washes out CT because CT still has game. Wes still has game. Johnny still has game. Like So what do you what do you think though about how each team decided who was gonna go? Because I feel like every team probably made the right choice except for Fessy and and amber and again i'm not even saying that and i'm not saying that fessy would have done better than amber because again i'm not convinced of that i'm just saying that you know if you look at how the teams are broken down i don't know who you would who i would choose even knowing what the challenge was i don't know who i would choose between fessy and amber to do a better job but i feel like when i look at the other partnerships i would definitely have chosen nani to be the one to go searching because kyle you know, actually, I don't know. Kyle would have done all right, I think. I think Kyle would have done all right. But Nani probably would have been better suited for, like, the puzzles than, yeah. than Kyle would have. Kyle's Cam not great at puzzles and knows yeah. it. So uh, Cam definitely was a better choice than Corey, yeah. right? And then Casey and Leroy, Casey's probably the better choice as well. I'd say like, so. So I think, you know, the way that he looked at it is from his very, like, oh, they're taking us away in the morning. This is going to be some, like, big, bad, uh, I got to go handle this. You know, like, that kind of was his viewpoint of it. And it's like, that's not what this game is. It's all strategy. He's also, everything you've said is correct, but what Fessy also isn't thinking about is how his behavior is affecting his partner. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it's a small example of doing too much as well. Yeah. Fessy has a golden skull. Fessy mm-hmm. has lots of allies. Fessy just needs to ideally not go into the crater. And it's not the end of the world if he goes into the crater. Yeah. So why does it even really matter that much mm-hmm. who goes? Exactly. It, it might even be beneficial to say to Amber, Amber, what do you want? Okay, we'll do that because it, it kind of doesn't matter. Throws her a bone. Throw her a bone boost her confidence, mm-hmm. make her feel an equal part of the team. What's the harm? It's, you know, little risk, high reward. So totally agree. Totally agree. So explain the break down the rest of the challenge. So it's sort of a mini final in its way. The, as it turned out, the four men all were put in a frozen volcano, 500 feet below the ground. Mm-hmm. And the women have to run five miles and do checkpoints along the way. And the checkpoints are math, basically. And what they have to do is they have to multiply a three-digit number by a one-digit number. And that's the combo for uh, code. And every time they open up their lockbox, they get a puzzle piece. They Mm -hmm. go to the volcano, they get their partner, and then their partner and them run back to the start with the puzzle pieces and have to assemble a puzzle. So, like I said, basically a mini final. Yeah. Right? Yeah, totally. Totally a mini final. Totally a thing where you know right away who's going to be good at certain things. Like, you knew Cam was going to blow by this because she's been good with numbers, you know, ever since we've seen her on the show. And even we've seen her do this earlier on in the season. So, with Cam, I thought that was really cool, you know, to see her do really well with Corey. Um, And, I mean... Along the way, you saw the order ended up being what? Cam, Nani, then Casey, and then Amber way behind. But basically, Cam Cam was pretty much really far ahead, and Nani wasn't too far behind. But, you know, then there was some definite separation from Casey and then Amber way behind, right? Amber never got past the first checkpoint. Which is really strange. No? 
it is strange and like so i know this down because like what's the elapsed time that she took to solve a, a simple multiplication question i mean she never solved it i don't think but it, but it would be close. like it would be maybe 30 minutes that she couldn't get it and i'll say this so it was a i guess a four digit combo right mm-hmm. and her first question i didn't see the full three digit number she had to multiply but it amounted to the first digit would be seven times eight which is mm-hmm. 56. okay so she knows that the first number is six mm-hmm. given that in like once you have six nailed down you have <laughs> half an hour that's enough time to like start to work out the combination just by trying. If you can get like the first three digits, especially, I then mean, you just have to check 10 digits against it, right? Remember Johnny Bananas <sighs> did that years ago on yeah. uh, Invasion of the Champions. Like there's there's workarounds. <laughs> workarounds to basic multiplication. And we got to remember, right? Cam was like, oh, I don't even need to pretend to write this down. Like it's just all in my head. And it's like, Oof. And I feel like they gave Amber a pretty easy edit, right? Like it's not like they crushed her for how bad she did. And if that was someone else, they would have made it look a lot worse. So she, and I'm not saying that they should have crushed her. I'm just saying, I'm just pointing out the fact that we all know if that was like Kyle, they would have crushed him so hard. They would have had someone, you know, they would have had the full uh, montage of other competitors making fun of how dumb they are. Like they definitely would have done a lot more than what they actually did. They would have had numbers floating around his head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To Kyle's credit, he's got like, he's not afraid of making fun of himself. Like they would have had something from him as well. Totally. I mean, they even had from Nani saying to confessional, jokes on you, I'm actually not that bad at math. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And I think, um, you know, in that sense, to see the difference in that, I still will not give Fessy a pass for being such a jerk. I thought, I mean, we're going to talk about Fessy a lot this episode, but he was such a dick throughout this competition for no reason. Well, also because, like, I don't think he would have done much better. Mm -hmm. Fessy, we know, isn't good at puzzles. We know Fessy isn't the sharpest knife in the drawer. And maybe he would have done okay. Maybe he would have figured it out sooner. But I don't think, you know, the biggest thing that stood out to me was the way that Leroy, when Casey came, and Casey was way behind, Leroy's like, oh, it's okay. I'm so proud of you. Good job. Right? Yeah. And that to me was way better. Like there was not, they weren't going to win and he knew they weren't going to win. And he also knew that he was probably on the block for possibly going in and he still didn't, you know, didn't turn or get mad at her. So I don't know. That was my takeaway from this challenge. Just fessing. Well, this is, this is sort of an issue throughout the episode and we've seen it for a few weeks now is Fessy's never happy with his partners. Yeah. And Cam earlier in this episode says in confessional that the only person he wants to be partnered with is Casey. Casey was third. <laughs> Amber was fourth. Like it would not have been a huge upgrade in this instance. Mm-hmm. And I, I, as you know, I've, I'm neutral on Casey. Like I'm not dragging Casey here. I'm saying yeah. the problem is with Fessy who just is such a suck and such a crybaby and can't just like accept like no one would make him happy right like let's say yeah. let's say he was partnered with Casey for this and Casey was third do you think Fessy would still be like a suck about it oh yeah of course so because it has he... nothing to do with his partners he's just a dick yeah it's a Fessy problem totally it, agree it is a Fessy problem that's a good way of putting it um, yeah, so I mean, if we if we keep things moving, it ends up being a race to the end, right? Because, I mean, and let's be honest, Cam and Corey, mostly Cam, right? Solves the puzzle pretty quickly at the end. They're way ahead. Corey's calling her the puzzle queen. And then we get to the real juice of the episode to me, because this is when things become, there's a lot of different options that pop up. And when I said there's a lot of fat in this episode, really, I'm going to try to break it down. Right, because there's a bunch of scenes that revolve around the exact same thing, which is who is going to go in. And at first, we realize that Casey's going to be the one that 
could have to make a decision, right? She's going to basically have to choose between her own partner, Leroy, or her alliance mate, Fessy, right? So now you realize from that standpoint, okay, well, if those are the two things, if those are the two possible angles, what is the best angle for everyone involved? And that's basically how you got to look at this whole thing. Cause they spent a lot of times going around and, and, you know, everyone's talking to this person, everyone's talking to that person. Let's keep it real. If you're fessy, it's probably better for you to go in and then you get to choose your partner that you want to work with to go to the final, right? Because you would rather, would you rather lose now in an elimination or would you rather lose in the final because you think you have a bad partner? So in Fessy's mind, if he puts it that way, there you go. For Casey, she doesn't want to necessarily turn on Leroy, but she also wants to run the final with Fessy. She's also coming from a position where, if you remember earlier on, she threw herself into an elimination. So Fessy can't really look at her sideways if she's like, listen, maybe you just got to go in and so that you can change partners. It all just makes too much sense. And when you look at it from that standpoint, you could see it all begin to play out. But who really had the issue in terms of how they're going to see this play out, John? Because I think our guy, Leroy, I, I wonder what was really happening in this episode. I'll say that. Well, there's a lot of like playing things up to give us something to talk about. Or do you think Leroy was really doing too much? I think Leroy was doing too much. I think Fassie was doing too much. I think Cam, towards the end, did too mm. much. Okay. The only person who I really was like, okay, this is the appropriate amount of doing things is Kyle, mm -hmm. who, like, from the get-go is like, I'm going to get, like, I'm the one who's on, I'm probably going in one way or the other. I don't mm -hmm. want to go in. He wasn't even campaigning, really. No. Like, he, he was straight up with people. He's like, I know I'm going in. I don't want to go in. But that, that was the extent of his campaigning, pretty yeah. much, until, and, he, until he was approached with an offer. And this is where it got interesting. So the offer comes to Kyle, which is basically they're going to throw in Corey. They're going to blindside Corey. And this plan was to have everyone vote for Fessy, but then all of a sudden everyone was going to actually vote for Corey. Cam was going to then volunteer to go in which I don't even understand how that would, would have worked, really. So what they, what they were thinking was, okay, we'll all vote Fessy in, mm -hmm. which is easy to do because Amber's salty with him. Yeah. Uh, Kyle obviously will gladly do it. Nani's on board. Leroy's on board. They even thought maybe they could convince Casey to get on board, but they could get the votes to get Fessy in is the important mm -hmm. thing. And then the thinking was, that Cam and Corey then get to vote. If Cam splits the vote between Corey and herself as the who's going down, yeah, then TJ will be like, you guys have to choose. If you don't choose, you're coming down. That's what they're banking on. So Cam just has to stand her ground and refuse to yeah, vote yeah, with yeah. Corey. Then they go down, and then it's Corey versus Fessy. Making the fair point that Corey and Fessy are also... And an alliance because they're young bucks. True. True. But did you like this plan? I liked the plan. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why. First of all, the aforementioned fact that Fessy and Corey are boys. Mm -hmm. Also, that Fessy and Casey, I don't know why I said her name, <laughs> and Casey. And Amber are also yeah. an alliance. And not that Kyle is truly allied. Allied? Why can't I speak all of a sudden? Not that Kyle is truly allied with Cam and Leroy, but he he's closer to them okay. than the Young Bucks or the Big Brother Alliance. And mm -hmm. also, no one said this, but who would you rather see in a final if you're Leroy? Would you rather see Kyle or would you rather see Fessy? At first, mm -hmm. I would have thought, this is a slam dunk. I would rather see Kyle in a final. I don't know that that's necessarily true because Kyle actually does well in finals. He's good at endurance running. Yeah. There's no hall brawl in the final. 
there's no hall <laughs> brawl in the final. And like I would neither Fessy nor Kyle are good at puzzles. But Kyle's probably worse at eating gross food, which you know is coming. Yeah. So I would ra- I would rather what all this is to say, I would rather have Kyle as the closest thing to a layup in the final. Or a okay. worst case scenario, Corey's gone. Mm-hmm. Either way, you're keeping Kyle, who is a easier out, presumably, in the final. And we sort of glossed over this, but Cameron Leroy had a long conversation about how no one knows this in the house, but this is Leroy's final season. So their goal is to have Leroy win even more mm-hmm. than Cam. Because yeah. they know they're moving in together. A win for him is a win for her. They'll mm-hmm. be sharing assets, that sort of thing. So yeah. to me, it is a good plan because like, I they're at a point where it is worthwhile to keep Kyle over Fessy. Agreed. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. The only reason I thought the plan was weird was because you're putting Cam in a horrible spot. Yeah. Like a horrible, horrible spot. And, they should have done know, this earlier is also part of the problem. Yeah. And like, you know, the way that it played out was almost perfect because, and I'm saying this from the viewpoint of not from Kyle, because I'm sure Kyle didn't think the way it worked out was perfect. But, you know, having Cam realize, well, I can't do that to Corey. Corey's been a really good partner to me. Corey just did this when he didn't have to force Fessy to go in, but he did it. Right. And like the way that it all played out, I thought was really cool. And I know we glossed over it, but was there something that kind of made you laugh in that scene where Leroy is giving CT the haircut and the girls are just going at Fessy? Yeah, what made me laugh, two things made me laugh. First of all, how beneficial was it for all of them to have a professional barber in the house? I, mean, I would love that right now, right? Like, jeez. I haven't had a haircut in seven months and it's going to be eight for sure. <laughs> Um, but also what I loved throughout all this was CT was trying so hard not to laugh. CT was clearly dying because he's just through, he doesn't have to worry. He doesn't have a vote. He -hmm. is not part of this at all. He's just Mm -hmm. working out, eating right and getting haircuts. Like, (laughs) like, that's all there is. Yeah, totally. I thought that was awesome. I thought that was cool. Um, so, you know, Fessy gets called out. And I thought it was the right angle because what do you do to a guy like Fessy? You play to his ego. Mm-hmm. And as much as he said that he know, oh, I know what Cam and and Nani are trying to do right now, and they're trying to gas me up and blah blah. It's like it works though, right? Like that's that's your fuel. Your fuel is that. And so you do think you're Mister Big and Bad, so you should go in. And you know, he ends up doing it. And, you know, Kyle, I'm sure Kyle really was worried about it. Kyle, I don't think that if Kyle was honest with himself, I don't think that he thought they would go through with it if the vote went the way that it did. Right? So I think as much as Kyle played it up, he knew it was going to be him versus Fessy. I think so. I think he was hopeful. And I don't blame him for being mad that he was ultimately misled. Yeah, Because it was unnecessary. It gave him false hope. But yeah. one thing I have to note, in this scene where uh, both Nani and Cam are criticizing Fessy to his face, and kudos to them for that, mm-hmm. is here's the guy that was saying that CT is past his prime. CT of any vintage would have had no problem going in. There have been yeah. C- the... Uh, first season of Rivals with Adam King as yeah. his partner. He and Adam were thrown in week after week, and they would just say, like, okay, fine, we'll beat the next guys, right? Yeah. Like, CT has no fear. Like, he doesn't want to go in if he doesn't have to, but he he would not back down from this. Totally. And I really liked what Corey said when he basically convinced Fessy to go nice. in. When he said, you're always saying that you're a legend? Legends do legendary shit, and it's true. It is true. I liked it. I liked it. Fessy makes this horrible, awkward speech, which if he <laughs> hadn't if he hadn't alienated everyone already, this this for sure did it. And so, again, just greased the slide, like just made it easier to vote him in. But what was his MO? Like what was his motive here? Like what was he trying to do? 
because okay just volunteer yourself to go in right like i didn't get why he had the sob story like did he think people weren't gonna vote for him did he think like was he trying to save face with amber which obviously didn't work because or wouldn't work because everyone knows that you've just been dissing her for how long and everyone knows that you want to be partnered with case so i didn't understand he complained in confessional oh this isn't about you amber I think what people forget about Fassi is that he's an introvert. And sometimes this just, you know, it makes him come off as arrogant. For a split second, I thought you were being serious for a second. <laughs> and then when you said, well, people forget about that. He's an introvert. I'm like, oh, okay, I got you. Ah, yes. Uh, you got me. You got me. But yeah, so, I didn't understand that. That was awkward. And my line of the episode is Kyle's whole speech. With <laughs> pretending to read. Pretending to be Fessy. I am Fessy. I am a robot. It reminded me of Zoolander and the school for kids who don't read good. I feel like we're hard on Fessy. Nope. <laughs> no, no, no. I, like sometimes I'm thinking about it. I'm like, are we being hard on Fessy? And then I'm like, nah, like he, the role that he plays he asked for this, right? Like he's either doing too much or calling people out or dissing other people or, and like this note was definitely a doing too much. Like, what were you trying to do? Who were you trying to write this letter for? It's also consider this over the course of the season, some of his own friends, some of his own peoples Mm -hmm. have criticized him. Like he had a falling out with Corey, his friendships over with Nelson. Yeah. These are people who know him, hang out with him. Yeah. Like, that's not about edits. Smashly, whose opinion I really respect, yeah, was sort of like rooting for him on Twitter and said, you know, every season needs a villain. You know, he's being entertaining. Yeah. I disagree. I don't find him particularly entertaining. I just think he's a dick. Do you know who yeah. is entertaining and like being a villain? Devin. Even, I wouldn't say Kyle's a villain, but Kyle is better TV than Fassi. Like, as a viewer, I was rooting for Kyle just because Kyle's the funniest person on the show right now. I don't know what Fessy's MO is, so I can't really speak too much of what Fessy's trying to be, but he's not a villain. Fessy's as much of a villain as, like, I hate to make this comparison because in no way am I sitting he's LeBron or Kevin Durant. But, like, when people or the narrative tries to ship and, and they're like, okay, fine, you want us to be the villains? We'll be the villains because we went to Miami and we're the super team. It's like, you're not a villain. Just stop it. Mm-mm. Just do you, right? But anyways, yeah, I don't know what Fessy – Fessy ends up putting himself in. Cool. Everyone question, votes for him. Yeah, everyone votes for him. Cool. Should Kyle be mad? Here's a question, right? Should Kyle have been mad – that Leroy and Cam didn't keep to their word. Well, let's talk about what happens. Mm-hmm. So, moment of truth. And I want to say, I was excited by this potential. Because oh. all season, I thought this format had a lot of promise in mm-hmm. terms of like political intrigue and like backstabbing, and it never materialized. Well, so I was like, here it is. Here's our moment. Well, I was going to say, sorry, I was going to say, the reason it never materialized was because Cam and Leroy were smart enough to not be partners. Yeah, that's true. And the way that that, you know, Cam and Lee, and by by nature as well, Fessy and Casey were never partners. So in theory, when you're dreaming up how this season's going to go, you're assuming that these people are going to be partnered with their alliance members. But they kind of outsmarted it and kind of crossed streams and so that kind of manipulated the game in a way that we didn't get the fireworks that we thought we would get like i bet you that somewhere along the way they probably had a double elimination plan down but then they realized midway through oh there's no point in doing this because it's not going to have the same impact as it would have they also had a lot of people uh leave for unscheduled reasons also true also right. true, which didn't help the the numbers or, or how you were ever plotting it out. Totally agree with that. Because they had, what, three people leave? Natalie, Lolo, and Nam all left unscheduled, right? Yeah. My brain is fried right now. And as I tried to think back to it, I was like, who's Natalie? Like, that was <laughs> actually a thing. When you said that, I was like, Nat- oh, yes, Natalie. Yeah. So Corey votes to put in Kyle and Nani, which mm-hmm. we all knew was coming. 
And then Cam really takes a pause, or it was edited yeah. to show a pause. And she also votes in Kyle and Nani. And uh, Kyle immediately tells TJ he's hurt, that he got played. And I agree with you that Kyle probably saw this coming on some level. I'm mm -hmm. not saying like subconsciously he saw it coming. But he also, I think, I I think to get back to your question, he has a right to be salty. Yeah. yeah because yeah. they gave him unnecessary hope. And he didn't ask for it. He didn't I... ask for it. And as I said earlier, he didn't really politic or anything. He just sort of accepted his fate. He didn't want to go in and he told people he didn't want to go in. Like mm -hmm. he didn't lie to himself and say like, oh yeah, I know this is what I want. But he, no, no, they he came to him. what was going to happen. Yeah. They came to him with this deal and that's kind of unfair to him in that sense. So I'm totally with you there. Totally with you there. So I have a question for you from a production standpoint. We've seen Hall Brawl a lot. Mm -hmm. Hall Brawl certainly favors Fessy. Oh. I'm not saying that there's a conspiracy afoot. I'm just saying that we've seen Hall Brawl a lot mm -hmm. compared to any other competition. And like it's like get, getting dessert with every meal. Like eventually you get So did sick you of want it. like we never really saw like a, a puzzle or like some a puzzle esque, let's say, or maybe just an uh uh, non-physical elimination, let's say. I just want something different. Hmm. It, like, I'm not saying I want to I got to be honest. I like Hall Brawl. So I, I like think Hall it's Brawl, just, but... I think I it was just ruined by the fact that Fessy is just so much bigger than most other people, so it's not going to be a good matchup. But also, Fessy being a football player, if, if, even if he is going against someone who's closer to his size he's got the technique and knows how to deliver a hit. Whereas like Kyle's going to get his finger broken because he has his fingers up as someone's yeah. about to come in and hit me. Right. I just, I think that, I mean, maybe they were limited by what they could do in Iceland, but they essentially only had what four different eliminations that we saw yeah. over and over again. Mm -hmm. I would have liked to have seen different eliminations is what I'm saying. I'm not saying it doesn't have to be physical. I'm no, fine. I agree with that with like a pole wrestle or something new that they come up with, but it was, I just, I'd rather see hall brawl. I don't want to see hall brawl this often because it ruins some of its specialness. No, that's fair. I agree with that. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. So you mentioned it. Well, it was first of all, this is best of five hall brawl, which is insane, but yeah. we didn't get that far. Did we? So they were trying to make it a little different. And it was funny because I messaged you and I was like, all right, I'm almost ready to go. I'm just at the final. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, sounds good. And then I'm like, oh, that didn't last long. I think I messaged you like a minute later. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to say anything. I wanted to text you something like, see you soon. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, that was quick. But I mean, I didn't have expectations for Kyle. Like I didn't think Kyle was going to, do well did i think he'd break his finger in the first go at no of course not but uh i do think if it's kyle it's a convenient exit right that you don't have to get your head smacked in two more times yeah right so i think that's convenient um and yeah i mean it would have been more interesting. I would have rather seen the Powerball challenge maybe a couple more times where, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a physical challenge, but at least Kyle might have a chance if he like runs and dekes out Fessy or something, you know, um, that might've been more interesting, but overall pretty, a pretty big letdown of an ending. Cause there was a lot of potential for drama in this episode for sure. But then the way that it ended, you know, there's no double cross and then, it's supposed to be five rounds, but instead it's one and Kyle's out because he broke his finger. Again, I'm going to shit on Fessy. But Kyle was more willing to continue to do hall brawl with a broken finger mm -hmm. than Fessy was to go into the crater to begin with. Yeah, I don't know how much Kyle... Like, I, I don't Kyle know how much... I think in shock. Maybe, but I think I, I also think that Kyle is very good at this television show. And he knows that he's going to make it look like 
oh, I really want to continue to go when he knows they're not going to let him play. Right. But he's like, no, I, I can play. I can play. I want to play. I want to play. And he knows they're not going to let him play with a broken finger. So he's yeah. playing that up a little more. Well, you know, more power to him. He, he had a rough night. He's allowed to try to make things. Totally true. Spin it however you want on the way out. You broke your finger. I didn't. So <laughs> totally get it. I mean, what did I break? I dislocated my elbow in football, right? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I guess we've spoken about broken bones recently. I've broken my legs three times. My fingers, I've lost count a bunch. Ooh. My nose. Oh. So. Yeah. I mean, he, he couldn't continue. Like, no. You, no. you could, with a broken finger like that. But we knew that. You, but as soon as it more. happened, we're like, we know it's done. And I think yeah. he knows that, right? So that was the interesting part about it. But again, Kyle gets to go out with his head held high, I think. You know, he lasted pretty long, even though the numbers weren't in his favor for the longest time. He survived somehow, some way. So I give Kyle a lot of credit. And I'm going to be honest. I know I'm not, I know normally you'll ask me who my, you know, who killed it? Who's my MVP of this episode? Out of pity, I'm going to say it's Kyle. Because I feel bad for him. I feel bad for him because he was given the glimmer of hope <laughs> and then it couldn't have gone any worse for him. I will, I just want to say in general, I was rooting for Kyle to win this or mm -hmm. to get out of going into the crater. Kyle was my favorite person left on the show. And I generally like the people on the show. I'd say my bottom three would be I'm neutral on Casey Amber is slightly below neutral and then Fessy is at my bottom. And like, I like, you know, I like Corey. I like Cam. I like uh, CT. I like Leroy. Like I'd be, I'll, I'll be happy if any of them win. That's cool. Mm -hmm. um, but I was rooting for Kyle because I think he's the most entertaining person left on the show. I think he's a pretty nice guy. And no, he's interesting. Like he's, an intriguing personality on the show. Yep. Um, and to your point, I don't know what he could have done differently. No. Today on this episode or throughout the season. No. Like, exactly. I, right. I can't say he made any mistakes. He hasn't played as well as Cam and Leroy have just dominated the season and have had basically flawless decision making. Mm -hmm. uh, but but Kyle can leave with his head held high. Um. So Fassi picks Casey as his new partner. Leroy picks Nani, of course, because you know they're best. They're if not best friends, they're good friends. Mm -hmm. CT has to go with Amber B. Yeah, and I'll give Amber this much: she's really good at self-talk. Like she says to camera, you know, CT is going to have to keep up with me, and like I think she genuinely believes it. I think she's delusional, but like good for her. Like she, she's really like into the power of positive thinking. Yeah. Um, but we got we still have more to say about Fessy because Fessy says that he and Casey are now favorites to win. Do you feel that way? Um, I mean, I think if if I was ranking it, I think so. I think they're the favorites ahead of Cam and Corey. I think so. I don't think they're favorites. I think Fessy and Nani, or Fessy and Nani, Fessy and Casey have some flaws. They're yeah, not the brightest. Mm -hmm. Very there true. There will be puzzles. Very true. Fessy in the past has gassed out. Mm -hmm. Also, slight spoiler warning, it really looks like Casey gets hurt in the final. I hadn't even paid attention to that. I didn't notice that. Why are you ruining stuff? Jeez. I'm I'm I mean, it was on the next on. I know. I'm so joking. It's fair game. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I hear you. I hear you. I think, um, but that's what Fessy's going to say. Like, you're not expecting anything different. And I feel like I say this every episode of You Killed It this season. We don't know that the partners they have are going to be the partners that they have throughout the entire final. Exactly. And that, to me, is the biggest factor. To me, that's the biggest deal of this whole thing. Um. I'm gonna. You already answered who your MVP was. I'm going to mm -hmm. go with an LVP. Ooh, I know what you're gonna say. Go ahead. And it's Fessy. Mm -hmm. He's 
especially this episode, but throughout the season, he's been a dick. He has been so high on himself and really hasn't backed it up. And this episode is more of the same. And I know that he now feels he's in uh, a more advantageous position. But I'm, first of all, not convinced, as I just finished saying, I'm not convinced that he's in a better position. He also was just a dick. He was unnecessarily rude to Amber. He was, frankly, a coward and had to be talked into doing the thing that he has said all along that he wants to do. He gave a shitty speech that was totally unnecessary. Leroy even said to his face, do less. (laughs) Like, And, like, for MVPs, you know, we could put cam or leroy out there i understand your logic behind giving kyle the mvp to me fessy is the lvp though because like and it's not just for this episode's performance it's just throughout i'm just not impressed no that's fair not mad at that at all we skipped we skipped my line of the episode which was that's my fault that's all right (laughs) which was kyle saying it's not even about my finger it's my heart that's broken, which, oh, 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 Kyle. That's a written rap for sure, but I appreciate it, Kyle. That's all right. We can't get, we can't get mad at that. I've got written yeah. raps all the time. No. So where can the people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander. Instagram, Sheldon Alexander. And of course, like, subscribe to the pod, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, on YouTube and on iTunes, all those places fun places or i guess apple podcasts pardon me spotify all those fun things yeah you can find me on twitter and instagram at j chidley hill and once again sheldon is at work so oh doing the heavy lifting here big breath you killed it how'd i do that's pretty good that's pretty good all right